Hey, what was that name we said? Hen- Henry Wrinkler. Hen- yeah. Henry, Henry Wrinkler, the greatest in the world. Who goes there? Oh, it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Scumbar podcast where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, video games, and everything in between. All right, everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush. Today, I've got my co host, the fairly but extremely but misinterpreted handsome Anthos. Hi, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but it's a compliment. It's me. Hey, how are you doing today? I think I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing. Gobble gobble, it's Thanksgiving. Well, it's not actually, but it's soon. Gobble gobble, gobble gobble, gobble gobble, gobble gobble. Cool. It's not, that's a pigeon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? Probably turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, we've already set some plans. Uh, gonna be getting together with um, my girlfriend's friends. They're also my friends, too. We are a dodgeball team as well. We do things together. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna be we'll we'll have a Thanksgiving dinner, and I actually usually combine Thanksgiving dinner with my uh, with my parents too because their birthdays are around the same time. Oh, okay. So like they're actually born a week apart in October, Whoa. and and it's usually very close to Thanksgiving, so we'll combine it. What a thankful month! Do, yes, very thankful for everything thankful related. Well, that's good. That's right. <laughs> it's a little bit earlier this year. And actually, for that matter, we're talking about Canadian Thanksgiving because we are from Canada. Yep. So our Thanksgiving is obviously a little bit earlier than the Americano yep. one. Yeah, the coffee uh, people. The coffee peeps. <laughs> Americano, that's a coffee, right? Yeah, it Americano. is. Yeah, it's a drink. Yeah. 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 I think there's a, a Canadiano. I think that I think I saw that somewhere. Is there... I was going to make a really stupid stereotype, but why would I say that about Canadians? Is there maple syrup in it? <laughs> <laughs> Do they pat it down with beaver tails? A. Um, Are Starbucks made in igloos? In Canada? In Canada? Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I like October because it has Thanksgiving and Halloween in it. Two of my favorite uh, holidays. Because Halloween's not a holiday, though. What? Thanksgiving? Ha- ha- Halloween? Halloween is a holiday. It's a holiday? Well, I you see don't have it as a holiday. You don't have it. Oh, I get. I get I mean, what you mean. It's, it's not, not like, like I take it off work yeah, or yeah, anything. Okay. No, but I mean, I, 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 I love Halloween. It's a day to me. Halloween is a huge holiday. It's uh, really fun. I like to celebrate it. I, I love. I mean, I don't get the trick or treat anymore. Obviously, can't wait to have kids so I can trick or treat again. But uh, right now, at least I get to scare kids who are trick or treating. Cool. And so you're that guy. I'm that guy. I also get to watch Halloween movies, which mm. I have a guilty pleasure for. I definitely have a soft spot for Halloween films. Right, like I the can Land watch Before Thor Time. Movie. Exactly, The Land Before Time. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Every yeah. Halloween, they're all dressed up as, yeah. as dinosaurs or uh, the Karate Kid. 
<gasps> That's another good one, yeah. I always wanted to start Marty going <laughs> off on a tangent, but like, I really wanted to dress up. At, did you watch the original Karate Kid? Yes, I did. So when he goes to the party and he's dressed up as a shower, <laughs> I really wanted to go as the shower. It just seemed like such a cool costume. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's interesting though. I never thought about that. Yeah. Huh. We'll get into a Halloween talk when it's Halloween. But yeah, yeah okay. no, so for Thanksgiving, though, I, I do like the holidays. We'll dress up as, as turkeys. Turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> we are dre- well, we're dressed up as turkeys right now. Obviously. Can't you see my feathers? Gobble, gobble. Can't you see my little, whatever the thing's called, under their chin? Your throat sack? I don't know what it's. It's throat sack. sack. I don't know what it is. Like, it's like a skin flap. A little chin flap. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. That's my turkey noise. Um, okay. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the pirate joke. Yep. What did the ocean say to the pirate? Um. <sighs> Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if you were joking, but like it's a no- joke. But like <laughs> not the actual joke you intended. But no, okay, that is the answer. Nothing. It just waved. Thank it's you. pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. No, no problem. I mean, technically, you were right. Uh... Theoretically, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we drinking? What we be drinking? I answered last time. You tell me. Oh, what are we drinking? Uh, this one is. Oh, it's called Re- Rogue. It's Rogue. Rogue. And it's. Should dead. I turn? No, it's okay. I got it. Should I got I turn it. the bottle. The beer. I was gonna gargle it, but I was scared. I was gonna spill. Ooh. Whoa, that's um. That's weird. What is gonna that? grab the bottle? Does that have like a fermented lemon flavor in it? <laughs> That's a weird one. <laughs> All right, Dead Guy Ale by Rogue. Uh, Dead Guy Ale is a Maibock? M A I B O C K? M A I B O C K. Maibock. Style ale with a robust malt profile and a sweetness that is balanced by the liberal use of bittering hops. Liberal. It's political. Let's not talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, ye old news. <laughs> All right, yeah, on to it. Uh, McLean, have you heard about this? No. Why didn't you tell me? There is a prequel, half prequel, half sequel movie for the Die Hard series. Cool. Called McLean. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay, so I actually never watched the Die Hard movies. Is, oh, really? Is his name McLean. Oh, that's that's more interesting than the fact that there's a prequel sequel coming out. Yeah. McLean. All right. Well, yeah, no. So his name is John McLean in the movies. Uh, um. Okay. So I don't know if you know that, like, Die Hard one was really good it's a very good film yeah and then two three and i think four and five and six and all it's just kind of really cashed in on it yeah i know that's really common for 80s films but for Die Hard especially the first one was the best and the rest have just been milk toast they've just been a lot worse and Die Hard was the one that people say is a christmas movie is this yeah a lot of people kind of joke for that it's like it's like a christmas movie because it takes place during christmas yeah well so does a lot of things but that doesn't necessarily make them christmas movies okay you can watch it at christmas obviously if you want you know nobody's Judging what you watch during Christmas time, you watch whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Die Hard does take place during Christmas. Wait, so oh. how many are there right now? I think. Well, this is the sixth one. Wow. This is the sixth one coming out. I know. I was kind of shocked. I only know one, two, and three. I never saw the rest. Yeah. I just talked to people. <laughs> but, so, uh, do you remember what they're? They're all Bruce Willis, and he plays yeah. John McClane in every single one of them. I okay. think he has a son in one, and uh, for some reason, I think he has a son in another one, and okay. a daughter in it, or maybe he's a daughter's boyfriend or something. Okay. Um, anyways, so this new one, though, they're going to do half prequel, half sequel. So it's kind of the looper effect, where you're going to have Bruce Willis as the older one, and then probably some other actor playing the younger one. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, maybe they should just have JGL in it. <laughs> maybe. Why not? That's so interesting. I've, has there any, have there been any other movies that did half 
prequel half, half and half? Sequel? That's no, no, but I guess Looper is kind of the best example of that because especially since the suit uses. Um, no, but that's like a standalone movie, right? That's not like it's a prequel or sequel to. No, you're right. I mean, else. like it's not like Terminator did a prequel that had a young Arnold. Well, they did kind of with a CGI Arnold, but it was based on they, Arnold. Yeah, they did. It wasn't an actor stuff. that came into play. Wow, they just. Oh that wait, wait, no, I got, I got a good one. X Men: Days of Future Past. Different actor plays oh, the younger version, and oh, the older okay. one even meets the younger one. So that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I guess that's. Yeah, that is like a prequel sequel. But yeah. I mean, like, is it? Jeez, I never would have interpreted it that way. I no, always because just because like ooh, they go back in the past, I don't interpret that as prequel. I just interpret that as we're learning <laughs> about the previous events in a different way, expanding the universe. Yeah. Well, that's when you get into the idea that the word prequel is kind of just dumb, anyways. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> prequel implies things. It so doesn't don't necessarily use mean anything. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. Moving on, we got the Joker movie images. Oh, did I show you these? No. Oh, okay. Well, we should look at that first. Wait, is it Joker Jared Leto or Leto or Joker images? So this is based. On... <laughs> Are you talking to the? Sorry. This is based on the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Okay. Uh, when was that a thing? I know. I know. It's it's been talked about for a long time, and honestly, it's one of those news things that you kind of just disregard because DC has so many different. We're working on this. We're working on that, and you yeah. just kind of go, "Oh, well, I don't know. I don't really know if that's actually a thing." Okay. Well, this is a Martin Scorsese directed okay. film. Yeah, that stars Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. What other kind of stuff has he done? Martin Scorsese. Martin, yeah. Uh, Raging Bull, uh, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. What did he recently? Wolf of Wall Street recently. Oh, big De Niro guy. Cool. Big okay, well, I'm looking forward to this. Leo guy, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Scorsese's an interesting director. He's very artistic. Very. Very stylistic. Yeah. Is that a word? I don't know. I think Stylish. So. Um, so this will probably be more in line with the um, Christopher Nolan kind of Dark Knight series. Ooh. But now we've got a Joker as the lead. Yeah. It's honestly not a bad idea. It's just, it takes place in the past and it's going to be very different compared to the Jokers we've known. It's going to be very different to the DC movies we've known. Whoa. Joker so origin story? I mean, we've I never really seen that. No, if it's, I don't know if it's confirmed if it's origin, but here, let's look at the photo. So, yeah, okay. That's his origin. <laughs> so it's not necessarily origin. So guys, everybody listening here, I'm, I'm on a site called Digital Spy looking at these photos. So if you want to watch them, just go to Digital Spy Joker Joaquin Phoenix photos. If not, I'm sure you can just type in Joaquin Phoenix Joker right now and there's lots of these photos out here. Uh, we got a few photos showing the Joker in his weird costume. Yeah. Uh, it's, it seems to be based on the Gacy serial killer uh, clown costume. It looks a lot like it. Okay. He's got like the weird like blue triangles over his eyes and looks a little bit kind of like a kid's Ooh, clown. Right. That's just like happens to be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, so that's him there in the costume. He's wearing, like, kind of classic old-school colors. It almost looks like the 50s Batman or 60s Batman. Yeah, you right, know, where it wasn't Caesar quite purple. Romero, was... I think, was his name, played the Joker. Magenta, or, like, burgundy. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really bright colors for his suit he's wearing. Yeah. What's funny is there's been a lot of other uh, shots of him in his older costume, which seems to be pre-Joker. So, like you said earlier with an origin story, it might be that. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if there's any shots on here. That makes him look... Those colors yeah. make him look more rustic or Italian. I don't know if it's just me. <laughs> rustic and Italian. Well, maybe that's what it's... it is. But it is. <laughs> um, I just want to see if we can get the older shots of his suit Ooh. here. I can't even picture Joaquin Phoenix yeah. without the makeup. Yeah, this is what he... Here, this is like a small trailer on it. The look he's got here, this is how Joaquin Phoenix looks in the movie, it seems, for some of the movie, if not a lot of it. Yeah, so that's kind of the look of the Joker in it. That's pre-makeup. Um, oh, those flashes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really weird. And he's starting to smile. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying wow. it's kind of a weird mixture between like the old or, or a few Jokers maybe. 
But a lot of people are saying the old school 60s Joker, I said earlier, yeah. um, mixed with like the Christopher Nolan Joker, the Heath Ledger one. Mm. It's got flashes of that, obviously. Yeah. I think the hair really seems like the Heath Ledger Joker, but that makeup yeah. is very unique, very different. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really weird take on it. It seems more grounded, much more like a realistic version of the Joker. Like I said, they're going for like the... Um... I wonder what realistic Joker really means, though. But well, yeah, okay. But there was a real serial killer <laughs> who dressed as a clown and killed people. Right. It almost seems... And his makeup seems inspired by it, so it almost seems like they're going for a grounded version of that. Okay. But that being said, it's the Joker. Wow. So who knows what that means, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. I didn't even know that you didn't know about the movie coming out, but yeah, so it's... I don't know when it comes out, but I think his name in it is Arthur Fleck. I think oh. that's what Joker's name is, and I believe it's a joke, because his initials are A. Fleck, which makes... Or his initial is A, and then Fleck would be his last name, which is Affleck. Oh, it's Batman. Oh, <laughs> I get it. I think that's the joke they're going the must, for. Yeah, it's that really has to weird be. though because I also don't know if Ben Affleck's going to continue on as Batman. So wow. interesting. I'm so intrigued. Yeah, it's it's a very weird thing going on. But uh, that's that's what I got there. You got the Joker Whoa. and you got him doing his thing on the set. Thanks. <laughs> so next on the docket talket, I've yep. got the PlayStation Four. Ooh. I should say Sony PlayStation for that matter is actually going to dip its toe in the water of cross-platform gaming. They haven't done this. They're very conservative on their ideas of, of uh, any kind of mixing with other consoles at all. So okay. when you're playing Fortnite, is a good example. If you're playing Fortnite, you won't be able to play against p people on the Xbox One or oh, on PC. Yeah, yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. Xbox and PC are playing together. No problem at all. Okay. Sony just didn't want to mix with them. And they, they've had many different reasons why. Yeah. But they seem to be now saying, okay, they're going to go into a beta phase. Yeah. And the beta phase is actually already already going on right now. Um, they're in a beta phase where they you can play with the other players and right. stuff in this cross-platform so they're, they're, they're testing it out seeing how it's going to go and if it's good they're going to continue on and, and go on with it forward so that'll that'll leak into other games like minecraft can now finally be cross-platform for all consoles instead mm -hmm. of all except for playstation which it is right now mm -hmm. and yeah so i think that's really good for sony so uh, that's really interesting i hope it goes well this yeah. is a move sony's doing that they're normally behind the times and something's kind of like online sort of mm. Uh, place and, yeah. and they seem to be finally listening to people and maybe correcting and doing it so yeah. we'll see well I can see why yeah Microsoft or all Xbox and then PC would make sense for automatically cross-platforming because you know Xbox Microsoft the whole like it's already pretty much computer well I mean not to say that the PS4 or any PlayStation consoles aren't but mm. yeah I think that's a good move for, for PlayStation or for Sony um, just considering that I can only see it opening up or expanding their demographic, like expanding their reach. If more people know that, say they've already got the PlayStation, but they didn't want to play Fortnite because they couldn't play with anybody else, like any of their friends that had it on PC or Xbox already, but now they can. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good move. Yeah, I think it's so too. It's, it's, uh, it was really obvious though, unfortunately. It's an obvious move that's taken them forever to finally do. So, yeah. I'm glad that though, it's better to be late than never. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got news. I do have news. So um, I'm actually really excited for, for these because like I've been wanting to... Actually, this was announced uh, maybe sometime half a year ago that Adidas is, uh, was doing a collaboration with Dragon Ball Z. I think we... I wanted, did I mention this in a previous episode? I don't I know. you did. Anyway. Last week, maybe? Yeah. So yeah, they, uh, they're basing some of their designs on a few characters. So they're going to be released in waves. So the first wave, September 29th, uh, was the Goku and Frieza shoes. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so they... Um, Frieza! <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think... Uh, they haven't really talked about the next waves, but I think these are these are really cool. Although a lot of people are complaining that Adidas isn't... Usual, they're not utilizing 
their more popular shoes. But I don't feel like that's really necessary because I mean, like these shoes already, they're, they're collaborations. They're meant to just be for, uh, for you to admire like the art behind it anyway. I actually really like the one that the Goku is going to be on because it's got that more uh, old school kind of, the shoe itself already has an old school design. Oh wow! And this so this is like a whole new layer of shoe culture. It's here. yeah. I'm sorry. I, I probably it's interesting. Though. It's, you may not cool. know this about me, but I'm a bit of a shoe guy. I was so much more before. Okay. Nowadays, it's more like surface level. Um, but <laughs> this really piqued my interest. Okay. Yeah. So, so when I um yeah when I saw the designs for these, like I instantly wanted all of them, except some of them are ugly. But I kind of want them anyway, just because of the collaboration, and I really like Dragon Ball Z. All right. Anyway, so yeah. the Goku one, I find, um yeah, the design of the shoe itself already has this old school kind of look. And so the fact that they're throwing on Goku's flavors, his colors, like this orange <laughs> and blues, that what like that, that that just enhances this old school kind of design. And I think it's just like a it's a really good fit anyway. So something that they're if the shoe fits <laughs> zing uh alloop. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but some of the other shoes that they're going to introduce. So, yeah, they've got the Goku, they've got Frieza. There'll be one for... Um, supposedly, there'll be one for Gohan. I've seen some images where that Which wasn't... version of Gohan? I believe Super Saiyan Gohan. So, like, the purple outfit with the blonde hair kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 purple outfit. So teen Gohan, I guess? Yeah, the teen angst Gohan. Teen angst. Yeah, and then there'll be uh, Majin Buu, so big, fat, pink guy. Mm. Um, bibbidi bobbidi boo Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Did they get it from him? No, anyway, so... Um, well, there's Bibbidi and then Bobbidi, the wizards, and then Boo. Yeah, that must be it. Uh, and then there will be uh, Vegeta and uh, Shenron. <laughs> Shenron! <laughs> and Cell. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so He's the only one that sounds like a president. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Goku. He also walks like a president. Does he? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a um, Anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to these collaborations. The, there's... The uh, the artwork, well, the designs they've already released how they're gonna look. Yeah. I think they, some of them look really cool, and uh, yeah. What's your least favorite one? Ooh, my, my five big, seconds. Five. Majin Buu. Majin Buu. What's your most favorite one? Goku. No, wait. No, Shenron. Wait. Five. Uh, Goku. Uh, four. Three. No, I can't. Two. Gohan. Gohan is your favorite <laughs> no, one, and Majin Buu is your least favorite one. That's it. Locked in. Forever. I, I said Gohan, but okay. <laughs> Gohan. I tried to combine Goku and Shenron because I just I really like both colorways. They're both really beautiful. Yeah. You can't pick both. You can't pick one, and you already did. It was Gohan. Okay, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sticking with Goku. Goku. Okay, Goku. Uh, <laughs> Goku. That's all we got for news. Uh, we're gonna go into answers of the day. Answers of the day. <laughs> what you got for me today? An answer. Mentos freshness. <laughs> what? Mentos freshness? <laughs> like, I don't know what the words are, but the riff that you were singing just reminded me of the Mentos, Mentos. thing. Is Mentos still a thing? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I would assume so. Probably. <laughs> the answer is probably. Okay, all right. Answers of the day. So the previous question we had on last week's podcast was if you could turn any book or piece of writing or adaption as we found out. Yeah, some sort of written work. Movie. Which piece of writing would it be and why? No, not actually why. We just did the which one. Well, it's probably yeah, a few, a few it was just to choose why. one and then that's it. There was yes. no reasoning behind it. If you could turn any piece of writing into a movie, 
which one would it be? Yeah. And we heard you loud and clear. There was quite a few answers for this, actually. <laughs> yeah. This one seemed... I asked... Normally, people... Maybe some people have answers, some people don't or whatnot, but this, this one was, like, pretty popular, actually. A lot of people had answers for this, so... First one here, I, I'll take here. So this is Rats in the Walls by H.P. Lovecraft. My friend had suggested this one because Rats in the Walls is a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. He does all short stories. They're horror stories. But a very good short story by H.P. Lovecraft. If you're entry level into any of his works, this is a really good one to start off on. And it's a miracle, bad miracle, I don't know what you call that, a travesty possibly, that it's never been turned into any kind of film adaptation. There's lots of fan-made ones online, but no actual real works. So let's make it happen, Cap'n. Cool. That sounds interesting. You go ahead. All right. Uh, so the first one I've got here, it's called The Curious Cadaver by Hiroko Minagawa. So I should preface that this was actually, uh, it's originally written in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I believe it has been translated into English, but it's not actually published yet. Hmm. Um, but it, uh, let's see, set in the 18th century London. And uh, it is about, sorry, my phone is making weird uh, gestures at me. So, right. Mystery set in 18th century London. Uh, when partially dissected corpses start appearing in Dr. Barton's anatomy classroom. It's up to him and his students to find out who is responsible and stop them. Sounds kind of like a creepy Japanese... Wait, what is he a teacher of? Biology? Uh, anatomy classroom. Yeah, so that's a perfect... <laughs> you know, so this is what the inner part of the brain looks... Oh, hey, kids, perfect! Hey, look <laughs> Great at timing! Actually, can you turn a little bit, please? Oh, perfect! Yeah, kids, yeah. so this is what it... <laughs> <laughs> you can see it bulging. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, so it's a, com- <laughs> it's a comedy, actually. Interesting. That's a uh, that could be really freaky. I'd like to see that. I think so too. Actually, I find you know Japanese stories and Japanese and Korean scarier. Are, yeah, they really have a, a very fine way of making things really creepy and really getting to you. Who's that uh, famous Japanese manga artist who does horror? He does. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh my god, I can't remember his name right now. But he does uh, the Spiral series. I don't know if you heard of that one. No, I might have talked to you about that one. This is. I was gonna think. I was gonna uh, say it's gonna come to me later. Of course it will. If anybody remembers what it is, but he does the spiral series, and he does another one where there's fish that all grow legs. Every single fish in the water all grows legs and starts invading his town. Whoa! And it's just the way he does his art and his storytelling. It's so good. Cool. All his concepts are so simplistic, but freak everyone out. Here's a really quick one. There's a mountain where there's a bunch of holes, human-shaped holes in the mountain, Ooh. and every single person has a hole made for them. As soon as they see their hole they instantly go into the hole. Something happens in your mind and it snaps as soon Whoa. as it sees the hole and you have to go in. No one knows what happens when you go in. That sounds... It's insane. So... It's so simple in a concept and once you start to see it happen you go, whoa. It's it, it crazy. Anyways, I love that artist. Yeah, Japanese. Very good. Very that good. sounds really very, cool. Very, very good. Very good. I really like it. Okay. Um, so the next one... I've seen this one in the store, actually. I, Have I, you? I read like a few lines here because it's so interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I'm actually the one that put, uh, that put this down because I would love to see this happen. Wow, this was a good question. So this one is <laughs> William Shakespeare's Star Wars mm. by Ian Dosher? Dasher? Not William Shakespeare? No. Oh. No. It's his Star Wars. Wait, does that mean that it's... we can add it into our collection for Shakespeare in a bar? So I was going to mention that, that huh. this wouldn't be a bad idea. Huh. We can try it out. Huh. Uh, so I've got an excerpt for those who are kind of skeptical, but maybe once I read this, it'll, it'll it. help you. Do it up. So this is, uh, well, I think you'll recognize the scene when I read it out. So Obi-Wan. Nay, thou dost not need to see his papers. Trooper 4. Nay, we do not need to see his papers. Obi-Wan. True it is, that these are not the droids for which thou searchest. Trooper 3. Aye, these are not the droids for which we search. Obi-Wan. And now, the lad may go his merry way. Trooper 3. 
Good lad, I prithee, go thy merry way. Obi-Wan, now get thee hence. Trooper 4, now get thee hence. Go hence. So that... <laughs> I love it <laughs> so much. I'm assuming you know where that scene is taken from. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah, yeah. so I don't know, just like that alone... I want to read the rest of it, and I want to watch it happen. I want to watch it live. It yeah, just sounds sure. so... Actually, yeah, oh, watching a live play of this would be great. You know, I'm kind of thinking. Something's brewing in my head right now. It'd be really interesting if we did this, like, as a podcast. As, like, an episode. Like, a, just, just one. We got a bunch of people, and we just did an episode of it. Wow. Just saying, plant the seed early. Yeah. Get it done. Copyright. So. We're doing it. Nobody else can do it. <laughs> this will be done by the scum bar. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Goodbye. All right. Good night. Yep. That's it. <laughs> go, 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 go. Get it done. Get it done. Record. <laughs> Just record. Okay. So the next one uh, is called Desolate Era. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the right, but it's from Wuxia World. That wasn't right. Okay. What was it? I'm not going to tell you. <sighs> okay. I'll figure it out one day. Uh, so these are online... Novel novels. How do I, uh, digital novels? Web novels. That's that's the word. It's a web novel. Like Slenderman. If Slenderman, isn't that a game? It's creepy pasta. It was created by the internet. So it was a novel. It was like a short story created by people throughout oh. the internet. It was more more passed along through people in the internet until eventually it kind of became the story it was. That's why I kind of love. But it. it was passed along by so many people that it became a story. In the end. And then became a game after. Well, yeah, the games are based on the story. So oh. Slenderman was a, was a mythical person created by the story. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. It was just a. It was kind of, in a sense, it's like a web novel. Creepy pastas are like web novels online that are scary ones. But okay. Anyways. You did say creepy pasta. Yeah, right? the term creepy pasta, I believe, okay. comes from copy paste, which then like became copy like copy pasta. Yeah. Which then became creepy pasta when it's horror based. <laughs> creepy I believe. Pasta. I think that's the whole origin of that, but don't. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's, it's around that. And it's the idea of just like the same story kind of being told over and over again. And then Creepypasta is very similar to that. It's just like, oh, here's a story. Oh, that was really interesting. Somebody kind of takes that same concept and uses it very similar in a different way. It makes it kind of scary. It's like campfire tales all around. So I'm just going to put this out there. Yeah. When we do our Halloween episode, yeah. I'm expecting you to tell me a Creepypasta recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you a Creepypasta recipe. Okay. And it's going to be the creepiest you've ever ate. We're going to try it. Okay. So anyway, Desolate Era by or on Wuxia World. So web novel. Um, it's kind of cool. This is actually, I believe it's a Chinese novel that is uh, translated in English. So just basically takes around or takes place around um, this person who uh, dies as a teenager from I'm not sure what reasons, but um, then is uh, is then um, I guess reincarnated or rebirthed into this new world or new uh, life amongst other immortals and other people who have died and, and come back to life. Um, but now he's uh, yeah, I think there are just these other monsters and other things that he's trying to overcome in that world now. Hmm. Uh, so it's about, yeah, that journey. And apparently apparently the era he is in is quite desolate. And Smaug is there. Smaug. Yeah. Smaug. The desolate era of Smaug. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, that could be good. Yeah. Especially if Benedict Cumberbatch comes in and plays Smaug. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. <laughs> a little bit addicted to, the, to that name right now. To Smaug or Smaug? Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, both. Benedict Eggs Cumberbatch Field. Tupperware. Yep. Tupperware. Okay. What? Tupperware? Tupperware. Tupperware. Cumberbatch. Tupperware, Tupperware, Tupperware. Henry Wrinkler. <laughs> Irish Wrinkler. Uh, anyway, next is yours. Oh, no, this is... Oh, you're right. It is... The Name of the Wind. This is actually a really popular series. Okay. Um, the Name of the Wind and Wise Man's Fear. They're part of the... Ooh, why can't I remember the series right now? Uh, 
I can't remember the name of the series at this moment, but that's that's fine. It doesn't necessarily matter. The okay. name of the wind is the first book, and uh, it's it's by the author Patrick Rothfuss. I actually went through both the audiobook of the name of the wind and then the sequel Wise Man's Fear. Everyone's kind of waiting for the third official trilogy book to come out. It's really good. It's a fantasy series. It reminds me a lot of Lord of the Rings. It's there's a lot of potential there. It kind of stars more of a magician mm-hmm. than it does an actual like Aragorn type figure. It's more like more like the Gandalf almost, but less like a wise old sage and more like a young up and coming wizard. So magic plays a huge role in it, but it's also really like weirdly analytical, sort of Game of Thronesy with finance and uh, and oh. and political hierarchies a little bit. And it, it it's very very interesting, but it's got this the typical heroic journey story arcs to it that make it probably a really good movie series okay. or a terrible movie series as we saw with Aragon like Aragon was a movie that could have been good and then did not turn out oh, good. I didn't watch that one yeah, yeah could have been good but okay. it didn't turn out good and then Game of Thrones could have been a great movie but ended up being an amazing TV show <laughs> yeah right? so maybe 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 The Name of the Wind could be a great HBO show as well and that's the reason why I wrote this it was actually a friend of mine that suggested this but it's funny I didn't even know that friend liked The Name of the Wind and uh, I I love that book. So I mean, when I heard that, I was like, oh yes, yes. What's really funny is I think <laughs> that some movie studio has the rights to the movie. Oh. And then it's not HBO, but it's like AMC has the rights to the TV show. And then there's a video game company has the rights to the video game. But nobody's yeah. doing anything with these IPs yet. So they oh they just purchased purchased it yes. so that nobody else can do it exactly. So the IP has been purchased by somebody, and it says they're in the works. But it says a movie's being made, a TV show's being made, and a video game's being made. But none of this is happening. So for all we know, we're going to look back on this, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And we're going to go, oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't a movie at that time. <laughs> and now it's everything. And now it's, uh, remember, remember when it flopped? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what we'll say. <laughs> remember that terrible movie that came out starring, ooh, who would it be starring? Someone young but getting older. <gasps> Tom Holland. Tom Holland, Something I bet you that's what it'll be. It'll be a Tom Holland, and the movie will flop. Watch, this is going to be a YouTube clip in years from now. They're going to be like, he called it. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Uh, probably so off. Anyways, continue. Next one is yours. Okay, so uh, next one. Until You're Mine by Samantha Hayes. Uh, so let's see. I'm not familiar with this one, but Claudia seems to have the perfect life. Heavily pregnant with a much-wanted first baby, she has a ready-made family in the form of two small stepsons, a loving husband, and a beautiful home. But she is also committed to her full-time job as a social worker. So when Zoe arrives to help her, it seems like the answer to a prayer. Except that, despite Zoe's recommendations as a nanny, there's something about her that Claudia does not trust. And when she finds Zoe in her bedroom, going through her clothes and reading her papers, Claudia's initial anxiety turns to fear. Meanwhile, vicious attacks on pregnant women are taking place, and Claudia becomes acutely aware of just how vulnerable she is. I'm thinking Emma Stone. Interesting. I don't know why, but I just saw her in that role. Wait, and as, as you said it, I was like more and more like, yeah, Emma Stone. As Claudia or Zoe? The main chick. I can't remember the names right now. Okay, the so Cla- one. Claudia is a pregnant one. Yeah, yeah. Claudia. So who's Zoe? Blake Lively. Zoe Deschanel. Oh, okay. Who are you saying? Blake Lively? Blake Lively. That, that, that would work. Or Zoe, yeah, Zoe Deschanel or Zoe Kravitz. Ooh, ooh, or Jennifer Lawrence. Or Zoe Lawrence. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Is that what you said? I did not say that. <laughs> but you can try. Sandra Bullock. Michelle Obama. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so the last one we got. Uh, it was actually, this is actually a play. So this one's called Red Light Winter by Adam Rapp. It's totally familiar, but dreamlike at the same time. 
observes one American of Amsterdam's notorious red light district in the stunning new work from Adam Rapp. Let's see. Escaping their lives in Manhattan, former college buddies Matt and Davis take off to the Netherlands and find themselves thrown into a bizarre love triangle with a beautiful young prostitute named Christina, played by Christina Aguilera. No, I'm just kidding. But the romance they find in Europe is eventually overshadowed by the truth they discover at home. Written with an unflinching poetic beauty, Red Light Winter is a play of sexual intrigue that explores the myriad and misguided ways we seek to fill the empty spaces inside us. So I actually looked this up, and this is already in development to become a movie. Supposedly. What? Unless oh. unless some um, producer or whatever has just like bought the name for it so that nobody else can do it. But other otherwise, if this is going to be a movie, now the listener who wanted this to be a movie got their wish. Well, whatever floats your boat, and I'm not trying to push any buttons here, but that was the least interesting out of them all to me. Okay. I'm not saying it's bad, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just saying if I had to objectively compare it to the yeah. rest on this list, yeah. I found that one not my cup of tea. Could be the synopsis, because I think it's already a play, like, it's a play that has been already adapted on stage right. and everything like that, so... Um, I'm... And I love plays, so I mean, like, we're not, we're, not, we're not making fun of plays at all. Yeah. Just saying the story is not something I would care about. Maybe you should just play it. Play? What? Oh, it's a play. It's a play. Play on words there, friendo. <laughs> Was it really, though? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Moving on. Topic number one. That's mine. Actually, do we have to... Oh, no, we don't. No, we do not. Are you sure? Let me just say, we appreciate that you guys answer these questions we give you. Oh, because yeah. Because this is nice. It's kind of fun to be able to go through what you guys have with your answers. It's nice to mull on these little these little questions we pose for you. Yeah. That in action, it does make me think a lot more. Yep. Um, this is like when I when I hear about books that other people are reading because I'm really interested in reading whatever books are available. Like yeah. I go to chapters and I just look at that table with Heather's picks and I want to read all of them. But then I've got no basis to form based on uh, if anybody has read it before, other than the critics that have said stuff like on the books, but they're generally the same. You know yeah. what I mean? So this book was so, great. Yeah. Stephen King. This book was excellent. Stephen King. Yeah. This had a character that drew my attention. Stephen King. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so when I when I hear that um, you know friends of ours are reading these books that they're interested in, uh, it makes me want to read it, and it also makes me think, hey, that's kind of cool. They're into these kind of books. Like, yeah. You know, I learned a little bit more about them too, so I appreciate that. I think this question alone too was really um, it was a broad question, and we got a lot of answers for it. And I think that tells me that this can either be a topic one day. Or we should pose this question again over time. I don't think we should just stop with this one. This is an interesting one to bring up. Because I think no matter what, there will always be uh, things that could be adapted into film. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should broaden it up even more then later and uh, and make it a question again in the future. Yeah, or like, even so, reverse it. Like, what movies would you like to see as a book? Cause that's on... not bad. There are original movies that would make good books. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting. Yeah. Name one. I can't. Well, that's fine. Na- okay. Nay, nay. So name a... Well, I'm going to do this now. You put the challenge up. Can you name one? I can't, so na- I can't wait, actually name one. You're saying name a movie that has already been adapted to a book? Or name no, one that na- could name, be... name a movie that should be adapted to a book that hasn't been already. Uh, okay, so Martian was a book, right? Yeah, Martian was book first, then movie. Uh, that so... was actually an example of one of the best movies I've ever seen based on a book. Oh, really? In, in the sense of... No, I shouldn't say that. Uh, what I mean by that is one of the best movies I've ever seen to bring the book to movie form. Because I feel mm. like they brought a lot of the text visually. Yeah. Uh, they told a lot of the text really quickly with visuals instead of having to do every single part. Okay. Um, that being said, did they do it all perfect? No, but they did quite a bit of it. Yeah. Much better than I've seen with other adaptations. I So I could say potentially the Harry Potter movies were good ad- adaptations of the books. I think they they stuck to a lot of the core concepts and a lot of the events that really made uh, the whole storyline flow really well. I but, agree and disagree. Okay. Strongly. 
I strongly Stream. sit on that pole in the middle, which we agree and disagree. Sure, yeah. Because I think Harry was done very well, but I do think a lot of the side characters get totally sure. cast aside. Yeah. Especially um, Hermione and Ron. I just, it, it just, I'm sorry, but it just makes me angry. Yeah. I just have to say it real quick. Uh, going through those books again, multiple times actually in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, I got really addicted to it once again. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like there was so much more to Hermione's character that wasn't explored more in the mm, film. She kind of, okay. she's still in there. She still has her motivations. Obviously we are nitpicking slightly here, but I just feel like the core concept of what Hermione should be was not fully explored. And same with Ron. And we're not talking script really. I think, I think this comes down to maybe acting or, or just running out of time to be able to show. I think it's everything. running out of time actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what, I know what you mean. Cause there are some things about Ron and Hermione and I can picture some stuff about Hermione. This will be for another topic, but yeah. I, I, I do. Uh, I agree. Delve deep into this. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. The other one I was going to mention was ready player one. Oh, I know. So I, uh, okay. So I have, there's, I've got two sides to this. Okay. One, I really hate how they adapted it, but mm. two, I thought they did a really good job of, making what they could do well of making this concept a movie i thought they did really well each of the quests that they had to undergo to find the keys were all completely different movie to book and so that totally bothered me but watching it all unfold i thought that was actually really enjoyable to watch even if it wasn't the way the book had originally um intended the way that they developed the movie version of it i just thought was if i if i could separate them both i thought the movie did really well in just portraying their own quest and portraying their own uh, like characterizations of everything. I thought they did really well. I'd agree with that actually quite a bit. I, I watched the movie and I have to admit I was disappointed when I left the theater, but not disappointed in the movie. Just disappointed that I didn't get to see what I had read I on know. screen. Yeah. But, I mean, we had, we had even talked about this quite a bit uh, before seeing the film. And yeah. we were, because you and I really liked that movie, or that book. Yeah. And uh, so going to go see it, I was really expecting quite a few of the scenes from the book. And, and there was a few of them that I was like, they're not going to be able to do it. And it's not in the trailers. And I just don't think it's going to happen. And it just didn't happen. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. But I was shocked on some of the stuff they did cut too, which I think could have been included. But man, maybe a better show. I think, I, you know what's funny? When I get emotional about some of these things, I go home and I think about the structure of how the show would have gone. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was talking to my girlfriend at the time and I wrote the first three episodes. Not wrote, I shouldn't say wrote, but I, I, I mean like I... I I structured out how the first three episodes would go yeah. uh, based on what we saw in the movie. And I was like, they needed to slow right down. Mm. And I was talking about the structure. And I was like, oh, this is what happened. And this is the ending of the first episode that would get people interested for the next one because it opened up the world to this and to that. And then I was getting all into it because they did a good movie, adap- or they did a good job adapting that book to what would be a movie, but <laughs> the heart of the story was not necessarily was not, there. Yeah. I understand. But, yeah, so that would be an example of not necessarily where I can't say. There, there's the bottom of the pedigree, and the top is uh, the Martian. Yeah. <laughs> in my okay. Uh, I thought of a movie mm. that could be turned into a book. Yep. Um, three three billboards out of Ebbing, Missouri. Is that, is that what it's called? Oh, is that the Academy Award film from, like, last year? Yeah. Um, three billboards in a Milwaukee. What, what did you say? <laughs> Missouri, but yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Um, so, that, did you watch a movie? No. Okay, so I just recently watched that, and that was a good movie. Yeah. And I'm thinking that the reason why I feel that could be adapted really well is because uh, what I like in books is that there are a lot of details into, um, especially in the minds of the characters, that you don't get a chance to uh, get accustomed with in a movie because you're so busy seeing how they interact and stuff. You don't yes. actually hear their thoughts, right? Or, you're right. The inner That's the biggest challenge. You're, you're right. Uh, yeah. the, the inner thoughts of the characters don't get shown. Game of Thrones is a very good example of not being able to he- see what they're thinking 
but you know but visually. You, yeah. you know visually exactly what each character is thinking because the acting is so good in that show and they have yeah. a lot of visual direction to show you what they're thinking. Yeah. But if you read the book, you'll see the exact same scene played out exactly how it was in the show, but yeah. now you get to know... You get to, oh, oh, that was what they were thinking. Yeah. Almost every time. Sometimes it varies a little bit, but you're right. Yeah. So the, sorry, back on your movie. Well, anyway, so um, the reasoning behind... Uh, the main character's motivation was because her daughter was raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they in the movie they showed a flashback of uh, of her having a conversation with her daughter, and uh, so you're you're pretty much left with that one interact. I think there was just the one interaction. So that one interaction to to get accustomed to their relationship. But I feel like if they had more time to actually go into uh, like more 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 on their lives growing up together, like as a family, like. It's without trying to spoil too many things, but yeah, so husband, wife, two kids, and then some other characters get involved later. But anyway, so getting a chance to to see more of their background growing up before that last conversation that they have, I think there's so much more that we can uncover and give us a lot more time to to really feel for those characters. Not that we don't already with the movies, but mm. I think you're always gonna I don't know, I feel like you're always gonna wonder like what more could happen. You're talking about expanding the universe, Anthos. Yeah. And you know another example of expanding the universe, Ghostbusters, could be a great book series if you expanded the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave you on that thought. Three billboards in Milwaukee and Ghostbusters. Interesting. Yep. They're the same. Ghostbusters out of Ebbing, Missouri. If you really break it down to brass tacks, they're the exact same. Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska. If you break, if you go to Nebraska, you break it down there. If you, if you break down the ghosts in Nebraska, to a molecular level. Yep. You will notice that those atoms are the exact same. Exactly. Okay. The same. All right. Moving on. Cool. Uh, that was the red light winter. Oh, I get it. Red light winter. Does Does that make you like it more? No, okay. but I get it. I went to the red light district. It wasn't all yeah. that cracked out. It's, is that in Amsterdam? Where is it? Again? It's in Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. It's in Amsterdam. Is it bright? Uh, it wasn't nighttime. Okay. <laughs> it was in the middle of the day. Uh, maybe that's why it was. I didn't. When I say I've been to the red red light district, I mean I walked by it, where the red light district is. Did I experience the red light district? No, not okay. at all. Not at all. Okay. So should I really have an opinion on it? No. But I guess I just want to say, hey, I've been there. Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, let's let's get into your topic. Topic. Great. Topic. 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 All right. So I uh, had a conversation with somebody. Um, actually, well, a few people recently. And we were just talking about how nowadays, you know, there are so many things that are integrated specifically digitally. And we talked about how kids or I think some kids and youth that they knew were getting all of their news from digital sources and mainly ones that are just uh, like temporary. So like Snapchat or Instagram stories. Hmm. Um, so I'm wondering how far could that really go? What what other options could there be? Like, could there could there be a better way for kids and youth to actually get their news? Um, considering I people can still get the newspaper, but I feel like that's more like the parents and the parents of the households, the people who are used to getting those papers. They're the ones that are actively still reading it because it's part of their routine. Right. But I feel like the kids and youth, their routine may not necessarily be like sitting down, having a, having a coffee and reading a newspaper before they go off to work. Right. It's, uh, it's like, oh, in the middle of class or in between class or just like after school, rather than doing their homework, they're on their phone and they're like, hey, Snapchat, let's see what's going on with some celebrities and going on or whatever. Yeah. So just, it, I just, I thought that it's, it's interesting for me because I didn't grow up going to my phone and looking at that for news or going to social media and looking at that for news. Social media for me was always connecting with friends. It was always just for like the leisure, the leisure activity. 
right? right? Um, reconnecting. But the fact that social media is also utilized for, I mean, you use it for so many different things, but people, kids, youth, whoever now uses it for their news source that I feel like changes the whole dynamic of what social media really is. But anyway, the topic is really just that. I think I want to, first, before I really talk too much on the topic, I just want to establish, so if you use like Facebook, does that count in this digital news thing? Like if you use like yeah, social sure. media? I mean, any social media. Your, okay, so social media in general is counting as this digital source? Yeah, although I did hear from the grapevine that Facebook is kind of phased out for the generation after us. Like we're we're the ones, like we're still using Facebook more actively than Barely. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, we can talk about any social media. Okay, because yeah. I mean, okay so then my next clarification is when we mean news yeah like what do we mean by news and 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 also when we talk about better ways of getting news mm-hmm. what's the content we're trying to get like what, what do we need more of what do we need less of like i just i'm just i'm trying to understand i guess what's important what's not important you mentioned celebrities yeah uh, obviously I'm, I'm sure politics is involved in this there's also cultural things mm-hmm. there could be global warnings of, of catastrophes Everything is all kind of wrapped up into it, but what, what, like everything is news. So it, it kind of depends. <laughs> it kind of depends what matters, right? And what doesn't matter. And, and I'm, I'm not actually necessarily asking you, I'm just kind of posing this as a question. Yeah. What is important for news? Because if I look at my own life, have I ever read a newspaper? No, I think I've never, I've definitely never read a newspaper cover to cover. Yeah. Uh, I was born in 91. So uh, for me, newspapers are not a big deal. Mm-hmm magazines you know the cover yeah maybe some articles when i was younger you know mm-hmm. going through them uh for news that's about it for me the internet has almost always been my source of news but as far as news goes mm-hmm. when did i start listening to news the way i listen to news now yeah that happened recently not when i was a kid when i was a kid all i looked at i looked at, I looked at smash bros um in information when brawl was just uh, in development smash bros brawl was in development i would this is in high school I would look at the new updates coming out and I would look at, oh, they're going to add this block or this character is going to have this moveset and all of a sudden. That, that was, to me, daily news. I was okay. always looking at that at yeah. all times. Uh, younger than that, like you said, social media. Um, friends were just who you hung out with, who you talked to. And yeah, maybe you'd hear a rumor from somebody about something. Did you know tornadoes happen a lot in uh, in Kansas? Yeah, I saw Wizard of Oz. Oh, cool, yeah. That was that <laughs> might have been my news, right? Like For me, it didn't. I didn't get content really okay. back then. Eh? I also didn't really watch news. My parents would, but I wouldn't really hang. I didn't care. I wasn't interested in it at all. Yeah. So I would actually argue kind of the opposite, I guess, is that now that news is so to the point where if I care, yeah, I can definitely look into something yeah. quite heavily and to the point where I don't even know if what I'm reading anymore makes any sense sure. because I've got all these different sides of things and I don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's, what's uh, motivated to be something else and what's not. Um, so I almost feel like there's too much news. You know, I, I don't know. But at the same, but then again, I, I do like that if I'm interested in something, I can look into it. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so let me let me just say, <laughs> personally, I use just digital sources yeah. for my news. Mm-hmm. I don't read newspapers. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the radio for news. Yeah. That's arguably digital as well. And that's not really... I don't even know if that would be arguably digital or not. Um, I don't watch cable news yeah. at all in any shape or form. Yeah. But I listen to podcasts mm-hmm. for almost all my news. Mm-hmm. Then I use Reddit for other forms of news. Um, and very rarely, but Twitter, what's trending on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I never use Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That, that's what I use for news. And I feel like I'm up to date on all the newest news in every facet of that. Uh, 
well, maybe not every facet, but I, I usually know science and technology. I usually know politics. I usually know um, global uh, issues that could be happening around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to stay up with all of it as much as whatever I'm interested in. I try to stay up with it as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously video games, pop culture, music, TV shows, all that kind of stuff. I try to stay up as much as I can as well. And again, that comes down to podcasts usually for those kinds of things. Yeah. So that would all be digital in my mind. Sure. Um, I, I think I, oh <laughs> man, I, I'm just realizing now, I think I've just gone on a whole tangent. I didn't really realize. Well, no, but... I think it's totally fine. I mean, you, you kind of just, uh, I guess you sort of like answered it in a roundabout way anyway, because the way that we're able to get our news sources, it's kind of, it's a lot more under our control. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like. I feel like it's more flexible to you know when, when and where we want to get it. If that makes sense. Because like if you have all these platforms, say, I don't know, say you're scrolling through uh, Instagram. Actually, that's probably like the worst. No, actually no, because you can still you can you can follow like news stations and and whatever like CNN and things like that, and you'll still see what they're posting and Twitter the same thing. Like if you're you can have notifications for when they have a new tweet so then you can follow along with oh okay well what kind of like sparked news thing is happening right now so yeah so yeah maybe we kind of did we did cover that topic i mean <laughs> it's i just brought it up as it was i just thought it was really really fascinating because no, i i, I it, did it's not up. that it's not yeah. it's just does it matter is, and maybe it doesn't is yeah. news an issue yeah is more news an issue mm-hmm Probably not. You can be annoyed by it, or yeah. you can be happy about it. It really depends on what you're looking for and what you're not looking for. But um, is it's an, I don't know. I think maybe what I find really interesting about it is that it kind of changes uh, what what I'm accustomed to seeing as the daily routine. So when I did mention earlier, my mom and my dad actually would be the ones that I would see when I wake up. I go downstairs and I see them. They're both reading the paper or like whichever section of the paper that they want to read right. while they're having their coffee, having their breakfast. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking now like, oh, what's the future going to be like? Well, I mean, obviously they're just going to be on their phones. But what's the difference between reading that paper and listening to a podcast from the same people doing maybe not necessarily the same view, maybe a different point of view, but about the same news. And that's where you get to, are you listening to beliefs or or, or are you listening to, um, opinions Mm -hmm. or are you listening to actual factual news? I I guess that's where where it matters, right? Are, Are you saying dinosaurs are extinct? Headline. Breaking news. Dinosaurs are extinct. Are, are still extinct. Or are you listening to a podcast about somebody saying dinosaurs may be extinct? Wow. <laughs> I, which <laughs> almost sounds like a real headline that would happen these yeah. days. But, uh, <laughs> but. Can't wait to read that. <laughs> or, or, or watch or whatever listen to. But really, uh, that was actually a really bad example because that was an opinion piece versus like a factual piece. And, and then I used two different media forms. This is why it's confusing. So uh, media is everywhere. Digital media is everywhere. I guess the... Uh, sorry. Okay. I, I guess the bigger question is, is it an issue that uh, content, news content, or mm-hmm. content in general, is being moved onto other platforms? Yeah. And I think this is a conversation we've already had and probably will happen in the future as well. Because yeah. I think a lot of people do tend to get a little bit freaked out about this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I think the opinion that you don't need to worry because we just look, look to the past to look ahead. Your parents are still using newspapers. So... Uh, we will probably still be using the platforms we're using while our kids mm-hmm. are using some new platforms, right? And and does it really change? Are your parents weirdos because they're using newspapers and you're getting your news from a different <laughs> source? Probably not. Yeah. It's probably about the same. It's yeah. about balance because if you want to know something, you will find it if it's available. Yeah. And as far as right now goes, everything, everything is available. Yeah, so, everything is quite accessible. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think that's a good wrap-up of, of what I was trying to say earlier. <laughs> me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> me too. Yeah.
<laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Um, but not a bad topic. I'm definitely not saying it's a bad topic at all. It's, it's really um, thought-provoking. Okay, sure. I think I just left it really open-ended. Yeah, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Do you know what time it is? It's uh, lunchtime? No. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It is the podcast spinner time. Ooh. That's not at all what it's called. We called it the Wheel of Scum. Wheel of Scum. Wait, did we? No, we didn't actually really. No. Okay. You called it that last time. Did I call it the Wheel of Scum? The Wheel of Scum. That's exactly what you called it. Oh, okay. It was called the Scum Bar Spinner, but you yeah. called it the Wheel of Scum. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. All okay. right. Anthos, why don't you spin the Wheel of Scum? All right. Click. Round and round and round it goes. When it will stop. Everyone knows. I was actually going to say that because it's just different than what we're... Yeah. 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 I like to be opposite. And then I just didn't... Yeah. Oh, that's so funny though. That's, that's where my brain went to. Yeah. Oh, it's still spinning. It, it hey, look. <gasps> I can't read this too dark. Impress the governor's daughter. Oh. That's what you got. Impress the governor's daughter. You know this. You're no fool. Oh, this is the who wants to be a millionaire one. You've right? been yeah. here before. That's the one. Hey, oh. guess what? You know what? You Shoot. You made a request last time and I followed through. I you got think... yourself. Oh. The questions. Oh, you only read the top half. Thank so. you, scum millionaire. <laughs> Who wants to be a scum millionaire? Great. Yes. So I have the answer key with me. Yes, I do. And you so have the cool. questions. Okay. So let's go. We're only doing questions one, two, three. This is so. Uh... Yeah. Here you go. <sighs> All right. Question number one. Ringo Starr narrates which children's television show? Is it A. Thomas the Tank Engine, B. Theodore the Tugboat, C. Bob the Builder, or D. Little Howie's House? Ugh. Uh, Ringo St- Oh, what does his voice even sound like? What's Little Howie's house? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ringo It's Star- a show that's narrated by... Uh, does Theater of the Tugboat even have a... Yes, it does. Um, Ringo Starr. Okay. Um, uh, Little Howie's house. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yes! You are incorrect, <laughs> sir. Man... How is this a know this? The governor's daughter is not impressed. Oh, she shouldn't She's be. looking at you going, you're a pirate scum. <laughs> um, I don't know why she's saying the Star Wars terminology there, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently we're the, the rebels in the Imperial base. Uh, anyways, what I find really funny about these questions, just to say, is that I only knew the answer, so I had to make up the multiple choice. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> which makes it even better, because then I know that I made the multiple choice. <laughs> Um, the real answer, which I actually knew, surprisingly enough, because my childhood, my my childhood, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, he really? narrated Thomas the Tank Engine. Wow. He took it over, or no, either he did it first, then George Carlin came in afterwards, or George Carlin did it first, then he came in afterwards. Whoa! Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, he plays the um, Sir Topham Hat or whatever, or the, the Mr. Top Hat or whatever there's in the Thomas series oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Theodore the Tugboat I threw that in as, as something I knew I didn't actually think you were going to know that show <laughs> so I used to watch Theodore the Tugboat all the time uh, Bob the Builder obviously is a no and Little Howie's house is Howie Mandel he does this voice of Little Howie Little Howie and uh, he <gasps> it never was a TV show Wait. Actually. I think it was just a video games uh, PC series that I used to play called Little Howie's Math Adventure and Little Howie's Great Word Adventure I believe wait what's the cartoon with Howie Mandel Oh, sorry. Maybe it is based on a cartoon. I just—I've never seen the cartoon. I've only ever played the PC games. Uh, I didn't know it was actually a real show. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a cartoon where Howie Mandel is the voice actor of the father, 
And oh. then little, I guess, little Howie. That's probably, he, uh, that's Howie Mandel, so. Okay, yeah, so he looks like Stewie from Family Guy. He's got, like, this big head from what I remember. And he rides a tricycle in the theme song, in the oh, opening theme. I don't know about that. Pretty sure. Little Howie is a bear. Or is he a bear? Little Howie's, like, a character. Maybe he's not a bear. I think he's a bear with a hat. It's got an H on it, I think. I'm gonna, I'm and he's gonna... got Stinky, is his skunk pal. So he must be a bear. Interesting. Little Howie's house. Search it up, it's really good. He's a good voice actor, weirdly enough. Howie Mandel. Deal or no deal? Oh, it's Bobby. Not, 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 not Howie. Not, 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 not. Sorry, Bobby's World. Bobby's World. Not the show I was saying. I was saying Little Howie's Yes, okay, thank you. No problem. All right. Which country set up the world's first chemistry lab in 1650? 1650. Isn't that crazy? That's a question that makes you ask more questions. Were all these countries even a country? Which country set up the world's first chemistry lab in 1650? Is it A, Japan, B, Scotland, C, the Netherlands, or D, England? B, Scotland. Final answer. Final answer! Why, why, why would you say Scotland? I don't know. I just... I don't know. Okay, so my, part of my reasoning <laughs> is that there's Scotland and yep. Netherlands, and I thought you must have thrown one of those in just to like to throw me off interesting and so and but i thought it'd be really cool if it was japan but that to me that seemed like too cliche that's really funny when i built these i was actually doing it based on history (laughs) i thought those were the four kind of countries that were on the forefront of inventions so in my mind uh those would be known for either old school ways of inventing things or on the forefront of inventing new things so japan would have been more example of an old school way but of new age technology but old school okay Uh, while scotland england netherlands were definitely progressing during well 1650 progressing and going further actually during 1650 japan is probably a bad call but anyways the answer is the netherlands See, so you did the, throw me off with the land. The Dutch. I wanted to say Netherlands, but I'm like, no, I don't know if they were... Especially yeah, in the cool. 1650s, the Dutch were doing quite a bit of stuff. They were oh. they were um, building up a huge society. Go Dutch. Go Dutch people. Go, go Dutch people. Okay, this next one I better get right. What is Dick Grayson's... Oh, sorry, what is Dick Grayson better known as? Is it A, the Joker? B, Black Adam? C, Robin? D. Lurch. Lurch from. Oh, is that from Adam's family? Wait, that's Lurch, isn't it? What is Dick Grayson better known as? <laughs> okay. C. Robin. Crobin. Crobin. Robin. C. Robin final is answer. your final answer. Yes. And it's also correct. I think that's the first one I've ever gotten correct. Dick Grayson was better known as Robin. No, you got a few correct on last time we did this. I don't think I did. I, I think you got the first one right. I'm pretty sure I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sure I did okay. not get anything. Okay. Right. I thought you did, but maybe not. But yeah, Lurch um, is from Adam's family, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. The thing yeah. is, I wrote Joker, and I was like, oh, crap. I, I was thinking Batman people, right? I, like, oh, I can't just write all Batman people, or else they're just going to get it right away. But then uh, again, Dick Grayson's also really well known as Robin, so I was yeah. like, yeah, it's probably already going to be. But then I was like, oh, I'll throw in Joker. Maybe it's like, the, if you know it really well, maybe Joker will trip you up. Yeah. And that's your Black Adam, another superhero character. And I was like, yeah. I need to get out of the Marvel or DC superheroes. Just so comics. That, just, so I was like, <laughs> so oh, you threw in Lurch. I don't know why Lurch came to mind from Adam's family, but he did. You were probably thinking Frankenstein from DC, and you thought, oh, I better switch it up and not be DC. So let's get Lurch. In DC? Frankenstein, yeah. Is it? Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure he is. When and where? Is he a Batman villain? Or, sorry, well, it's not Frankenstein, but it's Frankenstein's monster is in DC. Okay. Um, where? <laughs> when and where? Pretty sure it's not Marvel. Yeah, it is DC. Um, 
Unless he's got like a different name, he might be named something else, but he's the embodiment of Frankenstein's monster. So weird. I did yeah, not know this. He, he has a sword and he fights with What? Yeah. He's got a sword. Oh man, yeah. that doesn't justice to DC and it doesn't justice to Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein in general. Um Man, Dr. Frankenstein, oh, that'd be really interesting. Mixing, that's another topic for another time. Yeah. Mixing the old school movie monsters into comic book sagas. I mean, we've already talked about trying to recreate a movie monster yeah. s- series, but man, what if you blended the two? Yeah. For that matter, throw Godzilla in there too. Get them all. Ooh, man. Get them all. And Mecha Barbara Streisand. No, not Mecha Barbara Streisand. Not today, okay. sir. All right. I say not today. Fine, tomorrow. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Next topic. Yep. On the docket. Wait. Oh, okay. We're not doing four or six. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, there were three more questions, but... No, no. That's what I was saying. Sorry. Oh, I need to take this away from you. Okay. We're only doing the top three. Well... It's only three. Well, then. Those games aren't supposed to take forever. Fine. Wait. Yep. Did you enjoy Scum Millionaire this time? Yeah, go on right. Oh, somebody wants to keep playing. <laughs> I'm at least 30% happier than I was last time I played. Interesting. So, this question... Yes? topic yes. I wanted to bring up is something I was thinking about the other day. I was singing the song, not I Can Show You the World. I was singing the song... A Whole New World. A Whole New World. Oh, yeah. Because no. that is I Can Show You the World. No, you're right. Yeah. I was singing the song... Um, Kiss the Girl. <sighs> you Got a Friend in Me. Go the Distance? Is that what it's called? Ooh, Hercules. Yeah. I am on my That's way. That's a good song. I can go the distance. That song I was singing... And I was thinking, I love Hercules. <laughs> okay. And I remember being a kid, and I remember my favorite Disney movies being, at the time, which is kind of funny, was Cinderella. was my favorite Disney movie for a long time there. Okay. I really enjoyed Cinderella. I was yeah. really into Cinderella. I was really into uh, Snow White. Yep. Wait, was 101 Dalmatians Disney? That was Disney. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. The live action and the cartoon. Uh, sorry. So I guess let me let me just get into my. I don't even think I set my topic here. Actually, let's let's get into that first before <laughs> I do all this. Uh, Disney animated films directed at kids, uh, and and the motivations kind of behind the movies they make and towards the kids in general. So okay. I want to kind of just break this down in a certain way to yeah. where my mind was going, and then see how you think about it. Okay. So I was thinking about how does Disney come up with their animated films, and how do they direct it towards a certain audience? Because usually the films, in my opinion, are are directed towards a specific type of kid, mm-hmm. and but they make them in a way that has that Disney magic that everyone can connect with that one character. But they usually telling a story about a character that, that should connect with more of an audience than others. It's like a target audience. Okay. But when you look at their classic films, like I did when I was like six, like really young. Um, Movies like Snow White, I loved. I loved Snow White. I thought it was so good. Um, it was it was one of the best. And then Cinderella, I would watch Cinderella, and I don't know what it was about Cinderella, but I really, really liked that movie. I'd watch it on repeat, mm-hmm. just over and over and over and over again. And then Little Mermaid comes out. Yeah. Little Mermaid is fantastic. And mm-hmm. I was watching this movie, it was so good, and blah, blah, blah. Loved it. Hercules comes out. And there was something different about Hercules, and I didn't know what it was. And I was just a kid. It was I, I don't know what age I was when I had Hercules. But remember those old VHS cases and they had the white Still plastic on them yeah. yeah yep it was really sharp too that plastic could get really sharp <laughs> um yeah and they pop open the vhs and they put it in the thing and rewind it because yeah, you'd already watched it, it. Eats yeah. it yeah yeah uh so hercules come on i am on my way i used to love it so much did you always like pre preset the tape so that as soon as you press play he was singing that song no okay no my favorite scene as a kid was when he was fighting the hydra kind of beast he was cutting cut the heads off and it would yeah. keep coming yeah and they multiply yes 
there was something about that movie that was different than my love of like Cinderella or, or uh, uh, Little Mermaid, and I, I couldn't really figure out what it was. The I animation. think what it was. Well, the animation was actually a little different too. Yeah, but the uh, the character name. Oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> the spelling. No, but I think I think what it was looking back on, I think it's because it was directed towards boys. Hercules okay. is obviously a universal film that anybody can watch and still enjoy. Yeah. But I think when they made that film, they were thinking we need to make more of a, a boys figure to look okay. at so they were making yeah. a heroic hero that was being a hero starting from a weak person didn't really know what he where he was supposed to be in this world then he gets a direction and then boom now he's becoming the hero by strong force of will yeah and i really connected with the story i loved it i thought okay. that was great what's really funny I, ju- I guess what i'm just trying to say is that so my favorite one was cinderella by far i mm-hmm. really like cinderella and then hercules came along and i loved hercules and yeah. that became my new favorite obviously when you're a kid gender doesn't matter at all i wasn't caring about one being like i didn't care that cinderella was a girl at all i connected with cinderella i thought she was i could i could vicariously live through cinderella in the movie and then when hercules came out that was the character right because it made more sense to me almost maybe maybe as i grew up i guess and looking back on it, i just find it so funny i didn't care at all about the genders mm-hmm. but then one just connected more over time so i guess here's my question to you now so okay. what, what do you think motivates that targeting towards kids and and maybe also what what was your personal favorite Disney films back in, from like late eighties nineties around that time of just like animated films? I just wanted to get kind of your own opinions and maybe we can match in that same area, the same arena of okay. animated films we liked. So let's see. Uh, so one of the questions was what was one of my favorite Disney movies when I was growing up. Let's start with that actually. So what, what was maybe maybe Ooh. a few of them that you really enjoyed? I have a feeling you liked Aladdin. I I did, but I don't, I don't I wouldn't put that in my top like three or so as at least. Thinking back now, that wasn't one of the ones that I watched over and over again. I think oh, okay. Little, Little Mermaid actually was one that I watched quite that one, a bit. I, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely watched that one a lot too. Yeah. Uh, another one, so 101 Dalmatians. I know I watched that a ton. Okay. Uh, what are some other Disney movies? Um, it's hard for me to think about them now because when I think Disney, I think more towards like the 3D animated ones. I know. I watched so many of the cartoon ones. As I know, a and kid. I'm, I'm, I'm mainly only specifically picking these, these animated ones before the 3D animation ones just because that was the time when I was the, a kid and I was really enjoying Disney and getting into it all, right? So yeah. that's mainly why I'm picking that era. Right. Well, I, I know I did like Lion King, but I'm sure there were some that I was watching way more before Lion King came out. Right. But yeah, I, I can I can for sure think Little Mermaid and 101 Dalmatians, I watch those like all the time. Wow, and, that's interesting. I never thought about Lion King, but that's another one that I would feel, again, anyone can watch the movie, anyone can enjoy it. It doesn't really matter if you're a boy or a girl, but it's just... I think maybe it does connect maybe more with boys because it is more about kind of like adulthood, but yeah. but becoming the king. Right. Like he was. It was more male. Influence, it, it was male oriented, right? But that doesn't. Like, but I mean, Lion King's one of the most popular ones, obviously. So I mean, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. I, but I guess that's kind of also my, my question is it's just that there is clear intent for male and female. You look at something like Frozen today is yeah. very female oriented. Yeah. I love Frozen. I thought it was great. Yeah. But it's very female-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I look back when it was like Little Mermaid, and I was like, oh, was that female-oriented or was that just a movie that started female? Yeah. And I was like, why, why can't I see a clear difference between Frozen and something like Little Mermaid? Or especially Snow White back from like the 60s. Why does Snow White not seem like it's made for girls as much as it was just a movie? Well, Frozen seems like it's made for girls. Or if I look at the new Wreck-It Ralph, it looks like it's made for girls, I would say. Oh, the new Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, sorry, oh, the, new, yeah, the yeah, new Wreck-It yeah. Ralph, yeah. yeah. I think it's because we're older and more jaded. Is that what it is? Like, and I, that that could be all. Like, maybe that is. But I'm, is that what it I'm is? kind of joking, but I'm half not because when we were kids, like 
we knew what we knew yeah and that's very minimal to what we know now to what we've been exposed to based on our environment that we've grown up in hmm. so because i like you when yeah. i was watching those movies as i was a kid i didn't think to war I, I didn't think oh like this movie is meant for girls yeah i thought of it like oh it's a it's a movie it's it's a cartoon there's people they're doing stuff like yeah. i i I'm sure, like, I knew a little bit more than than that. Like, I, I probably knew a bit of, like, the plot. But as a kid, like, I just enjoyed watching it because I enjoyed watching it. And that's all it was for me. Right. Um, I know. Actually, I really like Lady and the Tramp. I remember watching that. I was going to say Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. That was one of my favorites as well. Yeah. And, yeah. God, that one was really good. But, okay, so do you remember when Mulan came out? Was that before or after Hercules? I do remember Mulan coming out. Uh, I that was after. I would say it's after Hercules. It uh, uses CGI effects just like Hercules does. Yeah. Hercules is one of the first, though, to use the CGI effects. And that's why some of them are a little bit jarring. Okay. Especially the Hydra fight, actually. You can look back on it now. It's not bad looking. It's just you can tell instantly when they started to use that computer graphic effect in it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Mulan does as well, but they use it in a much more interesting way where it's just sort of like background. It's ambient almost. Yeah. Um, but I think Mulan was right after Hercules. So the reason why I bring up Mulan is because when you said you were differentiating really easily between the movies that were geared towards females versus, like girls versus yeah, boys. Yeah. Um, well, Mul- the, the Disney princess has always been a big thing, but the Disney prince has never really been a thing. Right. They were kind of just like the supplementary supplement to the princess yeah. in the princess movie. Right? And in Frozen, there's almost a twist on that. Yeah. Interesting. So with Mulan, yeah. it's a female main character, female protagonist. Yep. But I think even what, the cover has a, does it not have like a sword that's like reflecting her, uh, her, her female boy? and like boy, boy and girl. Like, girl yeah, right? So I wonder, yep. that almost seems like that was meant to really uh, finally draw that line between um, just getting boys or girls, but like, let's get both. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because um, Mulan could be, was, yeah. like, the movie was full of like action and kind of stuff like that, right? And it's a really, I, yeah. 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 So I would, I would assume that at the time when they were ma- making that movie, that it was more boyish to watch a movie <laughs> that was more action filled and more girlish. So I'm using air quotes because like, <laughs> like, I'm I, using the voice. Yeah. Because at this point, like, boy and, boyish and girlish, like, I find they're. I don't know. It's really hard to justify what, what is really boyish and what is girlish because everything is just, you know, based on the individual. So, yeah, Mulan, I found it seemed like that could have been a really good mixture of both because she she went through this whole identity thing, didn't she, in the movie? Where she's she's trying to find her place as a as a woman, but it's not working out. And so she she disguises herself as um, as a male to get into the war because she wants to be able to show everybody that she can fight for herself kind of thing and right. maybe maybe women back then they or at least portrayed in that movie they weren't uh they weren't able to fend for themselves they were the ones that were just uh meant to look pretty on the side or just be royalty or i i don't remember the whole movie wow it's completely funny. but but yeah I, I wonder if maybe that movie was maybe a turning point for when they said let's let's not gear ourselves towards just boys are just girls and let's see if we can um break that barrier and get both in but I'm maybe curious, it could have been just that movie i'm curious if these conversations happened back then did somebody come out at the time when mulan was releasing somebody say oh this is just them saying we don't have uh she's chinese or japanese chinese she's chinese oh okay. actually sorry you know what? i i assume she's chinese but i don't know oh i can't think i believe it's ancient china right yeah they it were fighting be. against mongolians yeah it's gotta be chinese oh, then. Yeah. well yeah the yeah. chinese were the ones at war with mongolians so that makes sense and it's it's not like Attila the Hun, is it? I can't remember who it is. They were the Huns. So oh, oh, they were the Huns. I can't remember if the main ones were. Attila, I don't think it's but... Attila the Hun, but I think it's just the Huns. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I wonder if there was there conversations like this back then where people were just like, oh, we don't have a Chinese princess yet. We need a Chinese princess. And like, so then they're like, well, let's make a Chinese princess, right? And then this Chinese movie comes out. Yeah. Were there people out there being like, typical Disney, they need a Chinese princess? Like, was that was that the conversation back then? Or was, like, it seems weird. I was there and I can tell you that, yes. <laughs> that I was, was wondering, though. It's just yeah. a weird kind of thing to bring up. It's just sort of like, did people bring that up or do people not care? I just feel like maybe they didn't care, but we were young, so it's hard to know. I bet, oh, I don't know, their, their marketing team or somebody involved in writing the story and just the development of it, they must have had a conversation related to that, right? Yeah. Because I don't think there were many movies before that where they really reached into um, cultures other than... Well, some of the princesses seem very Caucasian. similar, right? I mean, you look at uh, Sleeping Beauty and, and Snow White. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they don't look similar at all. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella look But they're not similar. They're not of cultures that are... I mean, they... No, they were Scandinavian or, or yeah. some kind of European descent, right? And that was all it really was. It was they didn't necessarily care where they were from. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid's one, maybe they started caring <laughs> and changing it up. Atlantis! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fictional <Atlantean>. places. <laughs> Lion King. They're just lions yeah. in Africa. Yeah. Um, I guess it's interesting you brought up age. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it's interesting you brought up age because I think that might be the best answer there. Right there is age. I think age might be the biggest thing. Instead of anything else, instead of identifying it, it doesn't have to be race, it doesn't have to be uh, gender, it doesn't be any of those reactionary terms at all. It probably is just age at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. if I look at it, when I was really young, I was into the popular Disney films at the time. Snow White came out in the 60s. I was watching it in, in 95. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Mermaid, I, I can't remember when Little Mermaid came out, but I was watching it definitely. And I, I was into that. Um, and I was into uh, Cinderella quite a bit. And then when Hercules came out, I would have been a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Hercules. And I wonder if it's because I was getting older, I was getting maybe more boyish, more aggressive, more like physical and like playing play fights with my friends, stuff like right. that, sticks and fighting all of that. Hercules was right up my alley. Yeah. Um, and it's what's really funny and interesting is when Mulan came out, yeah. I didn't watch Mulan. Okay. I actually never saw Mulan until recently. I watched it with my girlfriend. Wow. She, it was one of her favorites. She's a year younger than me. And it yeah. was one of her favorite movies. Cool. And so we watched it. And I was like, this is great. I was like, this is really good. Yeah. I was like, but for some reason as a kid, I think I saw it once and didn't really care much for it. Okay. Which is really weird. It just didn't connect with me. Yeah. But Quasimodo, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, that connected with me. Okay. You know, Why? I actually never watched that movie. I know. That's one that's not popular with many people. Wow. But I watched that one quite a bit. And then I know there was a significant moment. I would actually probably say around the release of Mulan is when I stopped watching Disney cartoons at that time. Okay. I couldn't name you the ones that came out after that because I started watching like probably more like live action. Like Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings was 2001. Oh, yeah. Wait, was it but, 2001? 2002, 2003, I want to say. Okay. It was Lord of the Rings 1, 2, 3. Yeah. Or Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King. Yeah. And I know those movies changed me for sure. I uh, felt like I grew up watching those movies. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I really changed. Mm-hmm. When I was talking about play fights with my friends, after Lord of the Rings, that changed everything. I mean, I already, I already told a story on this podcast about naming a stick Strider. Like, it was a big deal for me, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think, uh, I think age, like you said, age is a big factor there. And I think as I got older, maybe... I cared a lot more about the, uh, the the fights, the wars, all that cool stuff. I was getting mm-hmm. into Troy was releasing at that time, and then yeah. I was getting really into all that kind of stuff. So that, that's probably the best answer there. It was just age, yeah. And so I, I guess that's why I wanted to bring it up. It was something that came up in my mind, and I was just like, "Weird, were these movies pointed at genders at all, or was that just something I'm thinking of right now?" And well, I don't, probably, I don't doubt they that they, weren't. yeah, they they must have had some some target in the beginning. I mean. From what we've learned about marketing, like when yeah. you're gonna when you're gonna make a product, you want to know who you're gonna market it up to. Yeah. And so that way you can actually fine tune it that 
is marketable for that demographic. So, yeah. I mean, if they made a whole bunch of Disney princess movies to begin with, they maybe they already knew that they had more of a, a girl following. Yeah. Well, I, I Not that I can really say, but that's my guess. Um, wait, the, the Great Mouse Detective, was that a Disney movie? I want to say yes. I think it is. Can yes. I look it up on my phone? Sure, go for it. Okay, cool. Because yeah. if that is, that was probably one of my most favorite Disney movies ever. That was a good one. I remember that one. Uh, great. It's Disney, yes! Nice. Um, uh, yeah, so The Great Mouse actually. Detective, because that was just like the mouse adaptation or mouse interpretation of Sherlock. Yes. Um, and I, I watched that all the time. I burned through that VHS, and that was just my favorite. That was that. That's what my think, What do you think makes you gravitate towards those things? I guess that's kind of the question. It's, I, I think it's timing. You know, okay, I was going to actually mention, because you said, uh, uh, well, you agreed that age is what maybe really defines yeah. whether we... But I'm more I, reflecting than anything here. Sure, I mean, these sure. are just kind of like reflecting on childhood is really all it is. Yeah, but I think it's age combined with timing because like as you're growing up, as you go through uh, whatever environments that you're surrounded by, um, whatever, it is, whatever it is that you are really connected with at the time, there's probably a higher chance that if there's some sort of movie that portrays that or connects to that idea, you're going to connect with that more, more yeah. so too, right? So I don't know, maybe at the time I was really into mice, maybe I was really into mysteries, I don't know what it was, but Great Mouse Detective was just, that was my movie. And I think, yeah, yeah now that I realize it, that was my favorite Disney movie like That's ever so growing funny. up. Yeah. Well, I can honestly say mine was Hercules. Yours was The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. I, you know the training sequence in Hercules? Where like he's going through that training sequence, Danny DeVito's playing the little... Oh yeah, the little almost uh, minotaur Phil. thing. It's playing yeah. Phil. And Phil's got him going through the whole training sequence and he's, he fails at first and he keeps failing and failing and then he gets better and better and better and then he's like, a hero, hero, hero. He's, that's he's actually skinny at first, right? Yeah, 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 he's skinny and he gets yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, during that whole sequence, I put it on repeat. Well, actually, I don't think we had repeat on the beat. I just think I had to keep rewinding. Yeah. But I would actually <laughs> get up off the chair and like fight yeah. as he's doing it. <laughs> I'd like, do the actions with him, duck when he has to yeah. duck. And That's how you know you love that movie. There's the sharks yeah. that come when he punched the sharks yeah. out. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, yes. So it's just funny looking back at your favorite Disney ones. Yeah. Yeah. Time have you ever... That's the best answer of timing. Yeah. So, it could be. Um, have you ever actually gone back to currently, like as, as an adult? Uh, knowing what you know now, trying to watch all of those movies that you watched as a kid, and then seeing how how differently you take it. I did watch Hercules recently yeah. as yeah. A, as an example, and uh, there's parts of it that I'm like, why why was this interesting to me? Like for one, the the, the Hydra where he's cutting off all the heads, and I was watching, I was like, this is kind of it's not hard to watch, but it's just not it didn't have the same effect at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, the musical part, I am on my way. Yeah. That part meant so much more to me now, and I was mm. like, oh, I love this scene. Right. Yeah. As a kid, I remember almost wanting to skip it. Like. Yeah. It, Maybe not always wanting to skip it, but you know, but you weren't as a so kid, it, it, it didn't affect me at the same, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one, I'm just like, I was emotionally invested. I was like, whoa, yeah. great songs. Mm-hmm. Ah, good, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's funny when you look back on it, it has a different effect on you. It affects you in different ways. Mm-hmm. That actually kind of happens with the whole father-son aspect in movies to me now. Okay. I get much more emotional now to father-son things in movies than I think I did oh. when I was younger. Oh. I'm not even a dad or anything yet, but I think it's just that it's been on my mind so much that it starts to affect me quite a bit more. And it's like, when I see a father-son thing in even just a comedy, yeah. it gets me. Like, I bet you if I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched um, Uncle Phil and him. Uh, what's his name? Will Smith. Will Smith? Okay. What's his name of Fresh Prince? Fresh Will... Prince. Well, he's Will... he Will. Will what? What's his last name? Banks? No, not Banks. No, isn't he Smith? Is he Smith? 
Is it Will Smith? Do they actually? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Regardless, <laughs> I just I bet you actually get really emotional watching a Phil and Will scene. Just oh, yeah. them talking. Just because even the most basic conversations, it just it, it would hit me on some kind of meta emotional level. I'm sure. Uh, all I'm thinking about, actually, this ties into what I was just going to say. Okay. Um, and this is related to how uh, you were talking, like your topic was about movies directed towards male or female. Mm. So. I, for some reason, I don't really know this, and I did grow up watching these Disney princess movies, so I would watch, you know, female uh, main characters. But for as long as I can remember, I've been so much more connected with the male characters that they have a higher chance of making me cry than a female lead. I'd agree with that, yes. So, and I, I don't know yes. why that's why, um, why well, that you, is, but... I, it's probably relatability. It probably is. So, Will Smith, <laughs> uh, I think... He's never failed to make me cry when he is going through some sort of like emotional event. Hmm. Um, it happened like several times. Uh, in Bright, the Fresh Prince. I actually no, I haven't watched Bright. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I don't even like. I'm sure he made me tear up a little bit in iRobot as well. I, I don't think there were too many emotional. <clears throat> you tearing up right that. now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, or uh, or I am Legend. I'm pretty oh, sure I teared up a little bit in that. Yeah, he's good. Huh? Um, so anyway, him and now that you mentioned. Uh, Will and well, so yeah, Will and Will and Phil. Yeah, Will and Phil. I'm specifically remembering that scene, and it was the episode where um, the Will's, Will's Will's dad came back into his life, mm. and he was trying mm, to uh, trying to re simulate himself into it. And then in the end, he's getting Will all hyped up because <clears> they're gonna go on this like fishing trip or whatever. They're gonna go on a trip together, and then he's getting really excited. And Will's like, "Oh, it's really gonna happen. He's not gonna leave me this time." And then his dad leaves yeah tells he actually tells uncle phil that like no i gotta go something came up i can't i can't be here so he doesn't say bye to i, I think he doesn't say bye to will oh no, no no i think he does and will's just like yeah no i get it that's fine but he's kind of just shrugging it off right so his his dad leaves and it's just will with phil. Um, with phil will and phil well they're left they're left in the living room and they're um, you know, Phil's trying to console him, but Will's just like he's kind of trying to play that tough guy. Like, no, like it's fine. Like, I, I, I grew up without him. Like, I'll be fine. Like, he wasn't at my graduation. I'll be fine. He wasn't at my my first. Starts escalating it more and, and more. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's he's really getting into it. And he gets to this point where he's like, like, why doesn't he want me? And, and he's I'm, yelling at and, and he's yelling at Phil at that moment. And yeah, he's, like, he's kind of just so emotional. It's coming so out. So yeah. emotional. I mean, did you I'm, send that to me recently or? I don't know if I did. I'm sure. I don't know if you said it to me or saw it on Reddit, but that was making the rounds very recently. It's it's a good scene. I watched it. I was like, such oh a good scene. Oh my god! Even like, talking about it, I'm getting. I'm feeling. The I know. I know. Like, I know. I, that I, was an amazing scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's something really real and raw about that. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Will. Happy birthday. Happy <laughs> belated birthday. Yeah. It was your birthday on the 25th of September. 25th of September. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that's interesting. Let's just cap it at that, at the point that <laughs> while I do think timing was mostly why I chose the movies I chose as a child, and I and you most likely as well chose the movies you chose as a child, we <laughs> have to admit there was a sense of relatability with the male characters yeah. that we watched in those movies. Must have been. I think, I think that happened there, but I also think a lot of that was just charged by the timing I was in. Mm, but yeah. thank God Hercules came out when it did, because I loved that movie. It was a good movie. Yeah, and if I was too old at the time, it probably wouldn't affect me at all. I mean, if, if I saw it now, when it, if it just released now, it wouldn't mean all that much. But thank God it released when it did, because, mm -hmm. man, that movie was great. And then thank God Lord of the Rings released when it did, because that, <laughs> woo, 
Man, really amped you up. Talk about becoming a teen and then becoming an adult. That was that's, <laughs> that's what happened to me. That was good. I think yeah. I grew a beard right after I watched yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. So. <laughs> Your hairs were starting to trickle out as the theme started. Yeah, I got hair on my feet. Yeah, got a little hobbit feet. You became a hobbit. All right. Well, that was the topic. Great. Thank you for indulging me on that. And thus. Thank you. Uh, question of the day. Did, did we come up with a question we want to ask our audience? Hey, how, I don't know how you feel about this, but since we were just talking about that, yeah. maybe what was what was our fans' favorite uh, kids' film, or, or what was what was uh, that one movie that made them watch it over and over and over again when you were a kid? You know, I like that. That That's one. Good, that like one. That like it doesn't. Maybe it's not even your favorite film. Maybe it's your comfort film. That one that you just always kept watching. Ooh. My girlfriend wouldn't say Shrek is her favorite movie, yeah. but she says that Shrek is her comfort movie. Okay. If she's sick, she watches Shrek. <laughs> so that's that's like the one you just you just you can always put on, and no matter what, it's it's good. So what? what maybe we pose that one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's pose that one. All right. That's posed. the question we're gonna pose. Yeah. Posed. Posed. Well, that is the end of our podcast. Um, our podcast. Our podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Where can the audience find you, Anthos? Twitter. Twitter at Anthos One. That is A N T H zero Z one. Thanos One. Thanos One. <laughs> I feel like I'm obligated to make this account now. Thanos One. <laughs> Thanos, <laughs> Thanos One. What? Thanos One. Everything. <laughs> Thanos One. Life. <laughs> Thanos One. The Infinity War. Uh, if you'd like to find us, you can find us at the Scumbar Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to find me individually, much better than Anthos. Uh, Matt Burst Gaming at Twitter <laughs> or Matt Burst Gaming on YouTube, where I also post the podcast on YouTube under my Matt Burst Gaming handle. Your handle? Yeah. My handle. Yeah. Which is Matt Burst Gaming. Yeah. So that's about all of that. Cool. Uh, please leave us a comment or review on your podcast platform, however you're listening to this. And if you cannot find this, please know that you can find this on any platform available because we're on everything. We're everywhere. There's fridges coming out that have our podcast pre installed in the fridge. Yes, it that's, is true. That's not a button for a nice dispenser. Yeah, you that may. is the scum bar dispenser. <laughs> you just like <laughs> cup goes, hits the lever. We just start talking. Hey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Thanks for pushing. That's the wrong one. Oh, I do that every time. These new fridges, they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. Also, we yeah. might be running down your street near you in a neighborhood near you, just yelling our podcast to you <laughs> physically, throwing scum. <laughs> Throwing scum, I hope not. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Scumbar Podcast. This just in breaking news, Anthos. Matt Rush. The news. Well, okay. We drank a lot of beer. We did drink a lot of beer. That again was Dead Guy Ale Rogue. Um, I gave it two stars. Uh, what's this out of? Five? <laughs> did, did I guess that's the most difficult. Up to you. <laughs> However you want it. Um, two out of three, two out of five, two out of ten, two out of a hundred. I'll give it three. Uh, I give it that X. So I, I'll probably go with you. Two stars, but they get that extra one star for creativity. There was that. That's true. The label was nice. There was well, yeah, but also that flavor in there was. I couldn't. Yeah, that toffee mm. thing, that fermented lemon, was uh, different. <laughs> That's fermented lemon. That's just you. <laughs> Whisk. Kerr. Glasses. Focals. Like bifocals. Muskox. Marmalade. Nixon. Jill. I'm not sure why. Olive. Garden. <laughs> Mug. Hard. <laughs> Forehead. I don't know why. Mascara. Mammoth. Tail. Spin. Ooh. 
Narcotics. Narcos. Berry? Cherry. Larry. Harry. Fairy. Dairy. Query. Hi. <laughs> 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 You? <laughs> you too? Professor <laughs> who?